Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. I'm on a mission to get it all. Ride through the city like Brennan Shop. If you ain't thick, please don't get involved. And now, Brandon Thick Boy Shop. What is up, Thickies? Monday morning, Monday, Monday. How is everybody, man? Everybody good? Great, grand, wonderful. Uh, fresh off the plane from Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, got to be honest. Baltimore is uh, one of the very few cities I've ever done stand-up in. And Baltimore um, is one of my favorite cities. They get a bad rap, but Baltimore's fantastic. Now, when I say they get a bad rap, I didn't go to like the wire areas. I was... Uh, staying in Lower Harbor, which apparently is a good area, a nice area. One of my favorite hotels is out there, the Pendry. So uh, this is a good time, man. Baltimore is like uh, Baltimore's like Atlanta and Philadelphia had a baby. And you mix those together, and that's what you get. Um, before I went out there, because I've never been out there, I hit up all my fellow comedian buddies. And I said, Baltimore, what's it like? Who's done the club? And I get like uh, mixed messages. A lot of people went, oh, it's great. A lot of people went, oh, it's terrible. But around the board, everyone goes, it's it's the roughest crowd on the East Coast. Rougher than Boston, New York, Philly. Be ready, man. It's a rough crowd. I'm like, all right. Thursday show, great. Friday's show, great. Zero issues. Saturday early, great. I'm like, man, what are these guys talking about? Saturday late show. David, uh, they're a little rowdy. Oh, Saturday late. They've been drinking, whatever. And uh show started at, I think, 9, you know, probably started about 9.30 by the time we got sat and, you know, the line, blah, blah, blah. So then uh, there's a couple in the back. The way the Magoobies, uh venue is structured out there, it's almost like a mini theater. It's not like your conventional, like, improv where it's, like, one level. It's, like, one main level, and then it, like, then it, like, tears up like a theater. So there's a couple sitting at the top, like, on the balcony there. And they're they're just chatty during the, you know the opener them them see the feature and then I two features right so then uh, Dave Lucas gets up and he's talking about uh, about Baltimore and how bad crime is and the lady who was talking the whole time yells out clearly drinking and they're not young either that's the thing they're not young she yells out uh, oh please Baltimore's better than L A and you know she was talking the entire set so finally david had to address it and david lucas for those of you that don't know he's my feature on the road he's part of the thick boy team that's him right there and uh he um you know decided to do his thing if you don't know david david is a professional roaster he's on kill tony he got his fame from kill tony um he's actually on a roast battle show there couldn't be a worse guy to heckle and whenever somebody heckles david all the comics come out of the green room because we're like, oh, here we go. It's like a ticking time bomb. He lights this couple up for probably 15 minutes at least. I mean, absolutely annihilates this lady. Annihilates her. I came here the whole thing. Now, we're going to post the clip of it today. It's around two, three minutes. But once we include David's, um, you know, because it's probably around, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a longer clip, which we'll upload later. But on socials, we can't do the whole thing. So you'll see a little snippet of it. But he absolutely annihilates this wife and the husband. And he's talking to the husband how, you know, you need to get her in line. Why is she speaking? Why don't you speak? Destroys him. And even I was like, geez, this is a lot, man. So security comes to kick him out. And Dave goes, no, 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 Leave him. Leave him. And so he keeps going, lighting him up. So um, if you know anything about it, usually, even though he roasts them in, in history of comedy, usually they don't get better. They don't just go, oh, okay, I got lit up and I'm drunk. I'm going to pipe down now. Usually they get worse the more they drink. So David tells security to leave them. So then I go on stage and then they keep talking. But it was, I was all right. It, it was, you know, they're far enough back where I could um, power through it. But the people around them, I kept hearing rumors like, shut up, shut up, pipe down. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Keep doing my thing. And then finally I hear, shut the fuck up. And so what was happening is the drunk couple, again, not young. I would say mid-40s, probably 50, but not a small dude. Lady wasn't small either. The dude 
below him, there was a group, a table, and they were younger. And the guy who him and his wife got roasted was must have had a king size Kit Kat bar because he kept throwing pieces of Kit Kat at the table. He kept throwing, and finally the dude had it. And I just hear this scuffle, and then I look up and I see homeboy, who I reference him. He looks like a Jersey Shore character, like one of the cast. He looked like Polly D. He fucking climbs over the railing and jumps in the air and Superman punches him like he's a thick ass Anthony Pettis. So the whole crowd gets up and looks. And then from there, the older dude shoots the worst double leg you've ever seen. The guy, Jersey Shore, sprawls and continues to beat the shit out of him. And the wife went running. And so they finally, you know, the security finally gets him, kicks him out. But during the height of this, during, like it's going on for, I don't know, two, three minutes. As he's beating him up, I hear some gentleman scream as loud as he can, twist his dick off which was fantastic for me because where do you go after that but i was able to ride and rift on the twist his dick off gentlemen for quite some time and my team recorded a good amount of it they miss the the majority of the fight because you know we those green room diary bits they record the first 10 minutes and then once i get the baltimore stuff out of the way they shut down they're not recording my whole set so they shut down in the back. But once the fight, you know, by the time they set their cameras up, they got a lot of it. And they got, thanks to Mark and all the Angelo and the rest of the guys shooting, they got a lot of it. They got, we got like one-on-one interviews with the Twist His Dick Off kid. We got one-on-one interviews with the guy who whooped his ass. So Twist His Dick Off happens. You know, I was able to riff on that. They kicked him out. But I didn't think it was fair because that guy was doing, he was, A, he was getting, you know, constantly, harassed with Kit Kats, which I would have just ate them and kept watching the show, but I'm fat. So <laughs> they kick this poor guy out who's doing the Lord's work because, yeah, in the security there, and this isn't a knock on Magoobies, one of the best clubs I've ever been to, hands down, great club. Um, but, you know, the security there is the owner's son, who's 19 years old or 20, and then, you know, some of the staff, but they're not security. So they somehow get them out. And then I'm going through my sound. I'm like, where is the guy? And like, they kicked him out. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We got to find him. That guy did me a solid. That guy has been a disturbance the entire fucking show. That guy, that guy's a hero. And I, and I looked at the staff and my team. I'm like, Get, go, someone go find him. He's still outside. And homeboy was still outside. And they got him back in. And we got him on stage. And just, <laughs> I was like, what happened, dude? You know? And then also his shirt came off. I thought he ripped his shirt off. But apparently his shirt got you know fucking during the fight got ripped mm. off but uh yeah it was a fun one it was a fun sometimes you know those things can go south listen i've seen fights in crowds before you ain't never seen a dude that looks like Pauly d from jersey short throw a flying freaking superman punch off the top ropes man and then when he comes back in you'll see when we post the video today when he comes back in he's with his he's with his girl and his best friend his best friend six eight 300 pounds. I'm like, hold up. Who's this? He's like, that's my best friend. I go, where were you? What were you doing? And I was like, you look like Shaquille O'Neal and freaking white faced dude. How are you not? How did you not help your friend out? And then we can't air that interview. Mark interviewed him. He's like, yo, man, I, you know, I'm on pro pro uh, probation, man. I can't be involved with this shit, man. So please don't air this stuff. He's like, I didn't want to get, you know, I didn't want any issues, man, because another strike and I'm screwed. I was like, oh my God, dude. Oh my God. So, um, you know, it, I guess, uh, Baltimore lives up to their, uh, to the hype, but you know, to be fair to Mugubis and Baltimore in general, I love Baltimore. One of my favorite venues I've ever performed at, even in the freaking summer in August, which is most comics, it's the off season. Um, but because I never played it, we, we thought it would be a good play and we were right, man. To, to sell that well in the summer is tough to do, man. Tough to do. So shout out to Baltimore. Got this dope-ass uh, Orioles jersey. Now, here's the thing about when you wear jerseys like this around town and you're not um, from that city or a fan is I will uh, walk around today to get my Starbucks. Someone goes, dude, and they'll tell me how the Orioles are doing. Or, you know, I, I just buy the jerseys, dude. I don't. If someone came to me and was like, dude, I will give you $1 million to name one player on the Baltimore Orioles, can do it. Can do it. Anybody doing it in here? Orioles? 
Mm-mm. I don't know. Cal Ripken? That's why I go to. That's my good Cal Ripken? How about that? From the 90s, dumbass? That's all I got for you. I know some baseball, but I know the Dodgers, Chargers. I mean, sorry, Chargers. There you go. San Diego Chargers baseball, man. The Padres. Scott Soto, so on the Yankees and shit like that. But outside that, man, it gets dicey with my baseball knowledge. But yeah, that's the problem. We're wearing these jerseys. And then yesterday I'm at the car show with my kiddos, which they finally shut down. Finally, the bullshit business owners were able to kick um kick the, the car show out. They've been trying to do it forever. Forever. And uh they finally are successful, man. Finally successful. It's been going on for years. My 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 oldest T Tiger six he he loves it he loves going the whole thing, but Boston at two is upset. It's literally the highlight of his week. So I got to figure it out. We still went there. They st- we still do our thing, but there's not the cars. They're miserable. So we got to figure it out, man. We got to freaking figure it out. But I know there's more. Uh, they're they're gonna move it to somewhere else. Anyone involved at uh, Malibu Cars and Coffee, please let me know where you move it because my two-year-old is not happy. He wants to talk to HR, and good luck with that. He's a feisty one. They were pissed, dude. And I was like, oh, there's always there's, the parking lot's always full, so they're not going to notice. Wrong. My six-year-old was like, why the fuck there's so many Priuses? I was like, oh, God. And I'd see like one decent car. I'm like, oh, look, there's a Cadillac CTS. <laughs> oh, check it out. There's a Tesla. And they're like, get the hell out of here, Dad. I'm like, fair enough. Fair enough. So hopefully, uh, wherever you move it, Spike, I know you're watching. Spike, let me know where you guys move it to, man. You got to keep me posted. My two-year-old is freaking the hell out. They're both in Crocs. That, that ruined my Monday, so that's whatever. Uh, but let's get to the fights, man. Let's get to the freaking fights. You had actually a really good uh, fight night on uh, Saturday night. It's the Ultimate Fighter 30 Heavyweight Tournament. An Ultimate Fighter 30 Women's Flyweight Tournament with the main event being Jamal Hill and Thiago Santos. Santos fallen on hard times, man. And it makes sense that Jamal Hill was the favorite going into this. But Jamal Hill is a guy who, what, Thiago Santos, even though he's fallen on hard times, you know, he's still a staple of the light heavyweight division. Remember, you know, he went to, I think, what, split decision with John Jones, and he's fallen on really hard times. So he's lost five out of his last six. Um, his last win coming over Johnny Walker, which in hindsight doesn't look that impressive these days. But previous to that, but you know, Santos was the guy. Kevin, he beat Kevin Holland. So first of all, let me go over some of his wins for you guys, just so you realize what you're dealing with here. Although, I mean, he was at middleweight and uh, struggled there, but you know, he got knocked out by Gegard Musasi. But he did beat Nate Marquardt, which is a big deal. Could be biased because that guy's my team captain. Whatever. Um, so when he, uh, you know, he beat Gerald Merchardt, no punk. He beat Jack Hermanson, no punk at all. He beat Anthony Smith, definitely no fucking punk. Lost to David Branch, all right. And then uh, he beat Kevin Holland, no punk. Eric Anders, no freaking punk. Uh, Jimmy Manawat, dude, ridiculous. Uh, Jan, former champ, TKO'd him, third round, TKO'd him. And then they give him a title shot against John Jones. He loses by split decision some people thought santos won that fight after that fight it gets very dicey for him because he fights glover texera loses uh fights racket loses they give him uh uh so that's three losses in a row they give him johnny walker he beats johnny by uh unanimous decision not the best fight of the you know the night by any means looking back on that johnny walker's just not that level and then uh he lost to magomed not to hang your head on and you know the decision, but again, tough road. Then you get Jamal Hill. So even though Santos, who's lost to the tip of the spear and beat some of the very best, you know, he's five out of six losses here, with the only win coming over a young guy who's struggling in Johnny Walker. But Jamal Hill is a guy that I know the hardcores and the the diehards have been keeping their eye on. Um, but he doesn't have that big kind of signature win. Now he does beat he did beat OSP. Uh, he lost to Paul Craig. Paul, Paul Craig's a guy where you'll see, you realize why he should be ranked higher, but you'll see he he'll just pull some of these things out of his ass. The, the Paul Craig's wins, you're like, what? Paul Craig beat him? It's nuts. Uh, real badass. So lost to, so he beat OSP, lost to Paul Craig, then beat Jimmy Crute, no punk, knocked him out, performance of the night. Then they give him Johnny Walker, who Santos uh, beat as well. He knocks him out in a horrible knockout. So he gets two performance of the nights back to back. 
Then they give him Thiago Santos, fight of the night. I guess you give fight of the night. There's some exchanges of that that were fun, and Jamal Hill did uh, entertain it and get hit with some big punches and just kept coming. Jamal Hill, to me, is one of those guys that you're going to want to watch because, like I always say, there's nothing, there's nothing better in pro sports when a young prospect is coming up through the rankings. Now, Jamal Hill's going to be ranked probably seven or six now, so the come up is you're kind of late on the train, but you can still jump on because he still has a few more fights before he becomes uh, the champion, if he does, but it's a fun ride, man. Jamal Hill's a fun guy to watch. I was impressed with his takedown defense, even though Thiago Santos took him down five times. I think Thiago shot 15 times at least. You know, it was a, a five-round fight, and Thiago Santos, you know, who's a veteran, who's not known for his grappling or his uh, wrestling capabilities, to shoot that many times, and Bisbing alluded to this, you're going to be exhausted. I don't give a fuck who you are. You could be GSP. You could be Khabib. You shoot that many times, man. You're, ga- you're, you're, you're in sixth gear the entire fight. You're running it hard, man. So... Once his gas tank kind of came to an end, that's when Jamal Hill really started going to work, land some big uppercuts. Thiago Santos was so tired at one point, he turns his back. That's where he gets clipped. Then Jamal Hill did his thing, beat him in the fourth round. But such a marquee win for Jamal Hill. Next for him, I know he called out. I think he said he only wants champs or former champs. Him versus uh, Jan Blakovich would be a phenomenal fight. Thiago Santos did beat him. But for Jamal Hill, at light heavyweight, they could use it, man. They really could. He, he's a guy. He's definitely a guy to watch. So, you know, they haven't updated the uh, the rankings yet, but he was at 10. So you got to assume, I would assume he jumps to six or five. God, Anthony Smith, do they? No, they left him at five. Uh, Magomed's three now. Rackick's four. Then you got Young, Glover, then your champ, Yuri. So I would assume he, he jumps to six. Dominic Reyes, Vulcan, um, yeah. So, but for Hill, I, I would assume next for him is a, a, a big boy fight. Jan makes sense. Jan versus Hill is a phenomenal fight. I would love that fight for him. So he's one to watch, though, man. He's a fun dude to watch from Chicago. Fights out of Detroit. Quick hands. You know, um, something you would be wary about is you know, again, Thiago Santos isn't exactly a world champion wrestling that's not his pedigree he did take him down five times but he did shoot a fucking truckload um and he really didn't do much uh, uh, when it was down there jamal hill got back to his feet but if he fought like a magomed um you know yan can wrestle um that'd be the only caveat there you'd be like oh if it does get down you know those guys are gonna be better grapplers so who knows but his hands are so goddamn good his boxing is crispy boy man it was good so shout out to Jamal Hill. Uh, you could give a few MVPs, and also this card, the, these cards always fly under the radar. We're like, oh, the card's not that fun. But, dude, you're talking every single fight ended in a uh, freaking submission or TKO or KO, all finishes. <coughs> so it's a fun fight card to watch. Um, you know, there's a few MVPs on this, but I, I would say you got to give MVP to uh, Neil, our boy, Texas Roadhouse Neil. You know, he looked absolutely phenomenal, took some time off. Vicente Luque's never been finished. You know, he's been a favorite in every single one of his fights. Vicente Luque is a fucking monster. Even when you hit him, he keeps coming forward. But Neil, from the f- that first round, had some big shots, kind of fucked him up, wobbled him. Second round, Neil's been known to take second rounds off. Neil did take the second round off. Vicente Luque, I would assume, won that second round. But that first round, he'd go 10-8. Um, you know, so going into the third, he again he landed some more big shots and one two, crisp one two landed and then dropped Vicente Luque, who's never been finished. So that is a huge feather in the cap for Neil. So I'll probably give him MVP for finishing Vicente Luque. Again, there's a common theme here with Jamal Hill and Neil. You know, they both it was kind of fork in the road. Are, are these guys gonna be contenders or are you just gonna be guys? And they uh showed up, man, and got the job done. Uh, Kamar Usman's older brother, who's Jack City <laughs> so with tats, Muhammad Usman, uh, a check hook knocked out Zach, and uh, you know, the the ref. I don't blame the ref. He couldn't get there in time, and uh, Usman landed some big shots on the ground, big big shots. Both Denver boys, both Denver boys, both training on the same gym. Yeah, very interesting. Um, Julian Miller got it done against Brogan. Great name, Brogan. <laughs> Um, in the third round, so that's a feather in her cap. Other than that, man, um, you know, Sa- Sam Alvey 
just to you know you can't the guy has so many fights you, you gotta mention sam alvey sam alvey the smiling assassin that's what i like to call him i think you call him S- smiling sam alvey or some shit like that <clears throat> he's lost nine fights in a row nine fights it's the the it's the longest you know skid in the ufc he just he was tied with bj penn bj uh you know Lost eight, but BJ is also a former world champion, one of the most famous guys to ever do it. So Sam Alvey told ESPN for UFC Vegas 59 that he would make 96K total if he lost. That's a solid payday. I'm sure he's been in the in that ballpark for a minute. It's easy for me to say, but I don't think he should continue to risk his health. Brutal. That's the other thing, too. Now, on those nine fights that he's lost, there's a few split decisions there that I think even the UFC will admit that he won those, but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you lost nine fights in a row. Father of three, I think his girl's pregnant again. Um, you know, for Sam, you know, not only has he lost nine fights, but he takes damage too. So something you got to worry about as a dad. How long you want to keep doing this, dude? And I think he even mentioned in an article with ESPN, you know, he's like, this is probably my last one, especially, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, um, yeah, th- this thing, he takes punishment. Yep. You know, what's interesting about him is when I was a coach on the Ultimate Fighter during the Roy Nelson, Shane Carwin uh, season 14, Sam was on that uh, cast, and Sam was a guy who I had no clue he was going to have this career because he was a guy who, you know, he, he didn't want to train. One day he didn't feel well, and they, he kind of had some quit in him. So we didn't think much of him. And he goes on to, you know, have some, you know, he had a good career, you know. Like he, as many, he had some like 25 UFC fights. His problem, too, is he never said no to the UFC, which is good and bad. That's – because he w- never said no, they gave him uh, the the leash of losing eight fights in a row and still gave him another fight. He beat Rashad Evans. He beat Nate Marquardt. Jesus Christ. Kevin Casey. Um, yeah, he's had a tough go. Little Nog, Jimmy Crute, Ryan Spann, you know, Brendan Allen. You know, and, and not only he has a few decisions in there, but most of his losses are bad, you know. So he even talked about um, – if the UFC cuts him going to Bellator or BKFC, it's like, just fucking stop, yeah. you know? But shout out to Sam Al- Alvey, smiling Sam. It's a tough gig. Tough gig. Yep. Anthony Pettis lost again, huh? He did, and apparently he broke both of his hands. Mm. His striking looked good, but, you know, just the grappling. Yeah. Just the grappling. That Stevie kid's just a better grappler. You know, the PFL Anthony Pettis experiment really hasn't come to fruition. That's tough for the PFL. Very, very tough when your marquee fighter's not making it to the finals. You know, that's what they needed. What are you going to do, man? You know, what are you going to do? Sucks for him. Yeah. Let's take a little break from talking about these fisticuffs because, listen, man, for all your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and want to immerse yourself in the culture of where you're going, now's the perfect time to start, even at my age, with Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. It's easy. It's fun. It's bite-sized language lessons. There's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination or that age. You're like, I'm 38. I can't do it. Yeah, you can because your boys learn Spanish. That's right. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in little as three weeks. Other uh, learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts, all right? Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, like your boy here, French, Italian, or German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, even live classes. Plus, most of all, it comes with a 20-day back money guarantee. Start your new language learn journey today with my friends at Babbel. And guess what? Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com. Use promo code SHAB, S-C-H-A-B. That's Babbel.com, promo code SHAB, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, promo code SHAB. 
Listen, inflation's popping, Daddy. What if I told you there was an app? An app where you're eating at your favorite restaurant, you're at the gas station, you're buying groceries, and you're getting up to 7% cash back. That's right. My friends at Upside. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or you eat out. Do you do all those things? Well, guess what? With every purchase, your boy here is earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app, use the promo code SHAUB, S-E-H-A-U-B, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more, all right? For me, with these gas prices that are through the roof, I use Upside on my gas, man. So when you're complaining about, oh, it's up $2, guess what? For your boy, it's evening out because I'm using Upside. I save money whenever I fill up the tank on my rides. Thank God for Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Telling you, man, you want to save some money. We're in inflation. You're buying groceries. You're eating out your favorite restaurants. Maybe at work right now, you go to the same restaurant all the time. I'm willing to bet upsides on there. And not only are you eating out, but you can cash back. It's lowering your monthly bills, lowering your monthly payouts. Download the free upside app and use the promo code SHOB, S-E-H-A-U-B. Get $5 more cash back in your first purchase of $10 or more. That's five buckaroos or more cash back in your first purchase of $10 or more. Use the promo code SHOB. Download the Upside app right now. Use the promo code SHOB. You got to fight this weekend. You got a fight night. You got to, it's great. The main event's great. The rest card is garbage. But, uh, and again, no shade on anybody on the undercard. But, uh, yes, yeah, uh, Cynthia Calvillo, who I always enjoy watching, Nina Nunez. That's a great fight in the women's flyweight division. <coughs> Mershart's on there against Bruno Silva. That's a good fight. You know, it's not garbage. What am I talking about? Devin Clark's fighting on there. That's a good one. Angela Hill. Uh, it's not bad. And then your main event, Marlon Vera, Dominic Cruz. This is a home game for Dominic Cruz. This is in San Diego, Dominic's hometown. Tough fight for Dom regardless. You know, Dom's last fight, I think they had him third on the prelims. And he got the job done against uh, Casey. Um, you know, it's a little bit of slap in the face to him. Um, so he fought Casey in Vegas. And then he fights Pedro Munoz, beats Pedro. Um, and that's fight of the night. So, you know, now he's fighting the main event in his hometown. Only greatest to ever do it. There's an argument he is the greatest to do it at that weight class, uh, at Bantamweight. You know, he's a legend. Um, it, it, tough fight for him regardless where the fight's at. It, you know, I love Dom. One of the greatest minds to ever do it. One of the greatest fighters to ever do it. Phenomenal analyst. It's just so crazy to me. And he, he has that Kobe mentality. He's such a fucking savage. Um, you know, so he, he's fighting. He wins this one. I would assume the winner of this gets a big boy fight. Whether it's Cheeto or Dom, regardless who wins this fight, gets a big boy fight because Aljamain and TJ, who knows what happens there if there's injuries or anything like that. And you also have Peter Yan, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, you know, so I think the UFC is doing this. They have options. You could give either the winner of uh, Sugar or Peter Yan or the winner of Dominic or Cheeto a, a shot at the title and nobody being upset about it. So they're going to have so many options in a few months here. Because TJ and Al Jermaine fighting uh, Abu Dhabi, and then you got these guys, these boys fighting. So UFC's going to have a ton of options. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'd love it if my boy Cheeto got a title shot. I absolutely love Cheeto. Phenomenal story. But also, I love Dom too. So if Dom won, you know, it's a great story as well. Because you could also the winner of this, and if Sugar were to win, and they don't want to give Sugar a title shot right away, you know, Sugar matches up pretty well with Mar uh, with Cheeto and Dominic Cruz and has a history with both of them. So either way you go, the UFC wins here. Smart matchmaking. What do you got, Chen? Uh, real quick to recap that UFC fight that just happened. There's a girl, this girl, Corey McKenna, she pulled, I thought she made history by pulling off the first Von Flew choke for a girl. Well, that's dope. Mm -hmm. They want to rename this the OSP choke because Ovin St. Prue got so many submissions like this. Uh -huh. All right. Uh, so the biggest news, UFC 281, it's going to be Stylebender versus Alex Bahia to headline the Madison Square Garden card. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. I just think Izzy passes with flying colors. Me and Callan have a $5,000 bet on it. $5,000. That's November 12th? Mm-hmm. MSG. And they also say about between Poirier and Chandler's being discussed. Yeah. I talked to Chandler last week about it, and he's like, Dude, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I heard that. So he's not even in talks, you think? Or 
He just was like, he was like, you'll know when I know, dude. Mm. He's like, you know, the UFC and Brett Akimoto have to release it, but as soon as I hear anything, I'll, I'll <laughs> call you. You Brett, yeah. But Dustin so far is a minus 155 favorite. Makes sense. It's a great fight, though. Mm -hmm. And here's the opening odds for Adesanya. Ooh, close. Yeah, yeah. Close. Yep, so minus 160 for Adesanya. Um, great fight. Mm -hmm. This is your boy, Rappaport, talking about Jake Paul. Oh, no. <laughs> Rappaport trying to get in the headlines again. Yeah. Hold up. Paul. Fake Paul. Don't front. Stop the lying and the bull crapping. He's on the PCH here. was supposed to go down like in the, the world's track. most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Didn't get canceled because of some weight thing to the it fake fighter that you were going to. No, it did, you were gonna though. You were going to fight in no, Madison Square Garden. It got canceled because no one bought tickets. That's not true. Okay, because the ghosts of Madison Square Garden, the same arena where Ali fought Frazier, where Jake LaMotta fought Sugar Ray Robinson, where Hulk Hogan... How dare you throw in Hulk Hogan? How, how dare you report? want to see you in there. No one bought tickets to that fake fight. Fake Paul. You're not a fighter. You want to be a real fighter? Fight a real fighter, okay? Take a real tried? drug test, okay? The, drug test the ruse, the con, the bull jive is over. Fake Paul. Hmm. Yeah, no Hot idea what's going on from Jake Paul. I mean, you get views. That's for sure. And uh, here's Chel Sonnen also commenting on Jake Paul. So bottom ramen, get away. Why is everybody pulling over on the side of the road like it's breaking <laughs> news? All right. Uh, but it's funny, he calls him top ramen, uh -huh. now he's calling him bottom ramen. Hilarious. The agreed upon weight class is 200 pounds. He comes in at 206.6. But there was a remedy suggested by the New York State Athletic Commission. The remedy suggested was to move the fight to 205 pounds. He failed twice and then put it out for the world to see. And Thinking it was going to justify him. This is an epic fail. So bottom ramen... So he made the weight of two. He still weighed in for whatever reason for two hundred six on August six. Yeah, but it was like still over the weight limit. Yeah. So, so he still didn't make weight. Still didn't make weight. Cast it out. Mm -hmm. And then he also released. So Ramen, I guess he released footage of uh, Jake sparring. Ooh, let me see it. Okay. Now remember, this is old as shit. Content creator, we're gonna see you on August six, man. <laughs> I, for the life of me, I don't know why Jake Paul wants to do this. I hate those days. Oof. That check hook's nasty. He's only using his left hand, too. Yeah, he's not using anything else but his left hand. Was that the deal they made with him? There's a right. Boom. Oof. Oof. They hit him like the shoulder. Take some deep breaths. Yeah, it looks like it would have been a good fight, though. Yeah, in this footage, he, you know, he's beating him, but you gotta remember, Jake Paul's getting battered by the fucking yeah. minute. And the, the, Awesome part about Jake Paul is like, because this is Ramen Jr.'s claim. Like, he can edit it the way he wants and just put a little bit out. Correct. So then Jake says, <laughs> he released the entire footage, like a 19 minute video. Oh, really? Yeah, Jake released it, which is freaking and, dope. And, the, and his footage, he's doing He's just better? like, everyone, everyone can watch the entire thing, so it's not edited. <laughs> and see. I'm sure, I mean, it's 19 minutes. From two and a half years ago, y'all. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, but the fact that Jake released the entire thing is kind of dope. You it's know? pretty gangster, yeah. yeah. 
And they went back and forth. Yeah, I wish that fight would have happened. Yeah. All right. And then Jake Paul is trying to fight KSI. He tried to. KSI shot him down, essentially, saying all this. He beat the shit out of him. You fought a man fresh out of hip surgery. You fought a, a beat. You fought and beat a past his prime Woodley with three weeks notice. You made a gib fight at a weight you should struggle to reach. This list goes on. All that ain't going to work for me, fam. Jake Paul. Jake would beat the shit out of I KSI. I think so, too. Yeah. Right. But also for Jake, it's, don't do that, Jake. Don't don't fight a YouTuber. That's not going <laughs> to help anything. I may be a payday at Mass Square Gun. Don't do that. Uh, let me play this real quick. Guys, this is absolutely absurd what KSI just did here. He is now fighting one of his friends. Talk about getting paid to take a dive. He is fighting a rapper that is his friend that they've made songs together who has never fought before. The dude has a t-shirt on in the fight poster. They don't even have a picture of this guy shirtless. What the fuck is going on? This event should be for free. Even KSI's fans right now are saying, yo, what is going on, KSI? They want to sell their tickets to the event. This is what I would expect from you, KSI. You taking an easy fight, an easy way out. Your friend who's going to just take well, it Well, yeah, down. he's this not a fighter. For free. He's a YouTuber. Otherwise, you're fucking your fans over. I mean... Yeah, but for Jake, it's like don't don't go that route. You were about to fight a legit guy in Ramen Junior, and now you're f- coming for KSI, a straight up YouTuber. Doesn't make sense. I mean, it's about the views and money too. Yeah, so. Still, yeah, he, he, you know. Okay, so Jake also said this. He has a new company, I think. So. I turned down forty million dollars. Here's why: I single-handedly revived time to reinvent the sports landscape with my new company better i got this shit fucking tatted on my leg that's how much this company means to me at better we have two branches the first being a sports media content factory i'm launching my own weekly sports show called bs with jake paul Stephen a smith pat mcafee skip bayless shannon sharp there's a new sheriff in town surprise motherfuckers the second branch of better is sports betting and online oh, that's where the money i was never from. really a big sports better until i met my co-founder joey levy who introduced me to micro betting what is micro betting, you may ask? Our app allows you to bet on every single play, score, drive, and player in real time. I was offered $40 million from one of these crypto casino companies, but turned it down this year because what we're doing at Better is better. Better is going to take over this whole fucking industry. Stay tuned. Aggressive. Yeah. So he's going to have a well. weekly show. Sense. Yeah, invest in yourself. I dig it. 40 mils, quite a lot. Don't try and fight KSI, though. <laughs> okay, so Mike Tyson's pissed off at Hulu because I guess they did a new series covering Mike Tyson, but they didn't pay him anything. The guy doesn't look like Mike Tyson. I know. Have you seen it? it looks the the trailer looks pretty cool, though. I'm not into it. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, what bullshit is it's, this? Yeah, it's hard to find someone that looks like him. And I, uh, But they've already shot a straight-up movie, a motion picture with Jamie Foxx. I know. that's Like, Jamie Foxx like, put on weight for it. It's Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. That's some unknown actor. So Hulu, this is Mike Tyson tweeting. I see that Hulu tried to desperately pay my brother Dana White millions without offering me a dollar to promote their slave masters takeover uh, story about my life. He turned it down because he honors friendship and treating people with dignity. I will never forget what he did for me. Um, yeah, I mean he has four hundred million, Mike. Right, so it's easier mm-hmm. to have money when we have money, but also pretty cool of Dana White. All right, Dana's a complicated guy. So Hulu stole my story, which is insane. How can they steal his know. life rights and just blast it out yeah. and not pay him? They're Goliath and I'm David. Heads will roll for this. What's going on here? Um, Hey, Hulu, I'm not a N-word. You can sell on the auction block. Slavery is over. F you, Hulu. Whose model of stealing life rights of celebrities is greedy? Hashtag heads will roll. I I don't get how they can get his life rights and put it out there. I don't either. Then Nathan, Nate Diaz has his back. I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you, Mike. And he goes, F you, Hulu. Listen, um, um, Love Island's on Hulu, so I can't end my subscription. Someone should get fired from Hulu. Producer were lying to my friend saying I supported the unauthor- unauthorized series about my life. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's that's, super pissed off. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. I would be too. Especially the movies coming out. like this. I, the negative press on this, I won't watch it. Mm. Not a chance. All right. 
this is what um, Nick Diaz's coach is saying about Nick when he fought Robbie Lawler, that he had two ruptured discs in his neck. And now he has two titanium discs or something. So that's why he didn't fight as well, didn't train as well. Mm. So he, he he did just have he just didn't have any strength. He didn't have what you're used to. The Nick Diaz, you know, he didn't have it. So we we're finally able to go and got an operation and put the titanium disc in his neck. So he's feeling great from that right now. It's like we're getting the old Nick back, which is really good. So now that that's happened, we're waiting for doctors. He's got another appointment, I think, next month. Then should be clear to start his hard training again because right now he can only run and hit pads and everything. But he definitely wants to fight. And the UFC, I've been in contact with them. They just actually called me the other day, asked about Nick, and there's some pretty cool fight options that are in front of us. Oh, I bet. Mm. Um, yeah. It should be fun, especially if this is true and he's really healthy now. All right, two more injuries. So Anthony Smith, he did, you know, he did. I think Dana White said he didn't break his leg, but then eventually he apologized, said he did break it's his leg. It's a weird fracture. A weird one in the middle where you can't even put a plate in it. They just have to go in and somehow, like, reconnect it. They missed food truck for it. Yeah. Uh, this is Dana. Or this is Anthony Smith. Smith. It's in such a weird spot they can't even plate it. It's like a continuation of my leg bone. It's a medial, medial malleus. malleus break, and there's another bone that's discolored that won't go back in until they fix it. It's not like a typical combat sports break. It's a weird break. Doctor D said in 29 years he's never seen it. Smith expects to go surgery on Saturday. It's unclear how long he'll be out of action. Yikes! Yeah, yeah he's out a hot second for sure. And also, who's who's out for a hot second is what Tom Aspinall. Yep. Yeah, but. He went under now this says assessment. surgery repair torn MCL. I heard it's meniscus, MCL, PCL, which is a fucking nightmare. See some damage to his AC, right ACL. Definitely. Oh, so it's MCL, meniscus, and ACL. Mm. Yeah, it's not fun. But he did. He had a successful surgery. Yeah. Hopefully, well, gets better. He's fun one to watch. That sucks, man. Definitely. Both those guys out a hot second. And this is. Um, I didn't know about this guy, but a lot, a lot of fighters, Leandro a lot of, Lowe? yeah, BJJ guys are talking about this. So he was murdered in Brazil. Shot in the face. He was an eight-time world BJJ champion. Apparently, he took this cop down, like got mount, and then they separate him. The cop just got his gun, shot him in the face. Yeah, I heard he was a cop too, like a off duty or off something. Duty, yeah. Doesn't even make sense. So they, the guy just stole a bottle off of this guy's table. He took it back. His friends told him, "All right, just leave." And then the guy came up and shot him right in the head. That's dude. Terrible. Yeah. It's awful. Awful. That's such a shame, man. Who yeah, man. Who shoots somebody in the fucking face? And if it's a horrible, some kind, horrible. That's so weird. But it, then, yeah, a cop. Yeah, I don't. So yeah, a lot of people are posting about him. Yeah, that's such a shame, man. Mm -hmm. All right, so Masvidal started talking about Hamzat Shmaev, and then this is what he says. Uh, Mazda says, I don't really think Hamzat is good as they say he is. I'm more of see than believe guy. I haven't seen anything that makes a believer in this guy yet. I personally would love to break his face once he starts selling pay-per-views and shit like that. I wouldn't mind breaking his effing face. And then Hamzat posted this. Wake up, buddy. Ooh, losers. Yeah, when yeah. knocked out by Usman. Yeah, I mean, I get it for, for what Masvidal's done in the game, you know? Mm -hmm. That's fair. He's a veteran going to I You know, he's beat. The only guy he's really beat of note is gilbert burns and you know there's a war yeah i get it this would be a great fight too hell yeah uh some quick bellator ones so patricio patricio pitbull ferrari is gonna fight adam borix and fight. spike carlisle he's to find the ufc is gonna fight aj mckee it's a good fight it's october 1st yeah that's in long beach too so that's in, local yeah aj mckee's backyard home game for aj oh yeah this is also interesting Tracy Cortez versus Amanda Rebus. That's a fun fight. Mm -hmm. A little flyweight get down. And we are fans of Cortez here. Yep. So is Brian. T-City. So Cain Velasquez is pleading not guilty to the attempted murder charge, which is interesting because if he somehow did a deal with them, he'd probably get less time or something. Like a plea deal? But he's yeah, pleading not guilty at all. Wow. I wonder what his defense is. Uh, his lawyer says they're going to get eyewitnesses. Like they have eyewitnesses yeah, set up. So well, He is a powerful lawyer, so I'm sure they know what the hell they're doing. Godspeed, Kane. We're rooting for you here, man. Yeah. Uh, John Jones started posting? Yeah, it's interesting. John, you know, me and my brother were talking about this. Jones is similar to uh, Kevin Durant, where they're at such a high level, yet they pay attention to social media. Mm -hmm. They put so much energy into it. So 
Jones posted a video of him hitting mitts, you know, at a heavier weight and, you know, looked a little slower. And then uh, John next must have read the comments and goes, the biggest complaint I hear from fight fans these days are, dude is taking too long. He's not going to go into fight. Sounds like people are becoming impatient. It's a great problem to have. I disagree. It, it's, it's been too long. You know, it's been way too long, you know? <clears throat> and, then, and then you get some skeptical hippo eyes like, why has it been so long? Well, you got to put him weight on, but you get skeptical hippo eyes with his history and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think he goes, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure in one of Dana's last interviews, he stayed, John's ready to go. Just waiting to see what happens between Steve Bay and France right now. I'm focused on controlling what I can. That's packing on the pounds, which I think is a bad idea, but he's also the best ever to do it, so shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> uh, for all those who said I looked a little slow in my last training video, isn't that weird he pays attention to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate the added motivation. I'll push harder. Can't wait for you all to see your boy in actual fight shape. Everything has its process. I've been hearing whispers about November, but honestly, I have no clue. I've been hearing that Francis could possibly be back on the table, though, not by November. And he goes back to this. I personally don't feel slow. Again, he's reading more mm-hmm. comments. I don't feel slow. I'm aware that I'm not in camp. I'm in a bulking phase, but like people judging that version of me, it could only work to my advantage. And yeah. that's him. It looks like John Jones to me. God, he looks big. I don't know who's going to beat him. It's going to be so exciting. He just, it's just needs to happen, man. It just needs to freaking happen. Mm-hmm. What else you got, mm-hmm. dude? Let me see if there's any good ones. Oh, this was freaking dope. So this is on Daniel Wise Contender Series. I'll play it for you again. My God. Check it out. How much better is Contender Series now that better than Ultimate Fighter? Not even close. Yeah. And all the talent that comes out of there now? Oh, holy shnikes. Oh, chin mate. Wow. Crazy chin said, wow. <laughs> I see you thirsty like Theo. Yeah. Wow, Dana, I can't believe I really, you gave us this, man. This when I is saw insane. this, I was literally like, oh, that shit. That was not so. Yeah. Let me see it again. Yeah. Because I thought the other guy was going to win. That chest hat's sick. Oh, all right, dude, he is on 6th Street. Boom! Straight flush right. God, dog. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was crazy. I love those fights. Those boys are fighting. Oh, what do you think of Hill's outfit here? I don't know what to think. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> you know, look good, feel good, fight good. Yeah, um... And Jeff Neal's hair was pretty crazy that day, too. But uh, this is a weird one. This is apparently a 600 versus 600 person boxing match in Russia. Of course it is. What do they do? It's very... uh, It's very Braveheart style. Oh, oh. How do you decide who wins? Oh, and then even on the ground, he goes down? People just getting hit in the back of the head and shit. Uh, this is a shit show. How do you decide what team you're on? Yellow shirts versus the black shirts. I know, but how do you crazy. decide? I don't know. It's a real shit show. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's... Oh, wait. This last one here. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So he's must cute, watch man. See with his dad. Oh man, someone said already better than Joe Martinez. Assholes. <laughs> the kid's so cute. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. All right, kids, you got a fight night this freaking Saturday in San Diego. Home game for Dominic Cruz. You got Cruz versus Cheeto. Tough fight for your boy Cruz, no matter where it's at. Whoever wins, it's a phenomenal story. And also, the UFC has options in the bantamweight division. Whoever wins this fight is in the talks to get a next tile shot or get the winner, Peter Yan, Sugar Sean. So it's great for everybody involved. I'm excited for it. Then Cynthia Calvia, not mad at it at all. I'll be able to watch this one too. So I'm excited, baby. Gerald Mershart, Saturday night on ESPN, ESPN Plus, get you some. And also next Saturday, you got big pay per view. You also got BKFC. You got Perry first michael venom page that's bkfc 27 in london i think it's the 11 a.m start time we might have to do a fight campaign for that one that could be fun we haven't done one for bare knuckle that could be interesting yeah who else you got on the card 
Let's see. Paige. Paige Van Zant's the co-main event. Boy, that, that I mean, everyone just looks rough. <laughs> Bare knuckle, man. I mean, just take a look at that May character, Cunningham. These guys too. Good John. Sounds yeah, like too. Travis Brown, sort of. Yeah, I mean, they both have a beard. <laughs> that good John, Jesus Christ. So you got Paige, you got Michael Venom Page and Paige Van Zant. Looks like it. Page on Page, Page squared, going down bare knuckle. That could be fun to a freaking bare knuckle. Fight Calabas fight campaign for gets the boys out. That could be fun. Eleven a.m. All right, maybe we'll see. So we can rally the troops. That's not till uh, the twentieth though. That could be interesting. Yeah, and that's in the UK. Eleven a.m. I dig it. Is that it, brother? That's it. All right, kids. Uh, on the road for me, I get most of August off. Go on vacation with the fam, and I'll be doing sets around LA. Ton of spots this week in LA. I'm at the Improv. Back at the Comedy Store on Wednesday night. I know Chin wants to go. Yes, I do. Main Room Comedy Store Wednesday night. Tuesday night at the Improv. Friday night, I'm at the Laugh Factory. So I'm hitting all three, baby. Uh, so we got a bunch of sets around LA during the uh, middle of August. End of August, the only date I have is in Chicago. It's the Den Theater, one night only, 7.30 show, downtown Chicago, Den Theater, Brought to you by Rain Body Fuel, baby. That is the Den Theater, the Trash Panda Summer Tour ends there. So that's uh, August 26th, Friday in Chicago, Den Theater, one night, one show only. Now on the 27th at 11 a.m. is the Tough Mudder right outside Chicago. They're calling it the Chicago Tough Mudder, but it's about an hour outside Chicago. So uh, it's me versus the Buttery Bros. If you want to run with me alongside me and the Thick Boy crew, Mark will be there. Mark Harley will be there. Haters will say he's not going to be there, but he is going to be there. Um, so that is August 27th, that next morning, Saturday. It's 11 a.m. heat. Use promo code Team Brendan when you go to toughmutter.com for that Chicago heat. When you use promo code Team Brendan, you save 10%. We have a Shabman Friends, August 31st. And then Appleton, Wisconsin. Never been there. Appleton, Wisconsin, September 8th through the 10th. That thing's almost sold out. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Appleton, Wisconsin. And then Ontario Improv, one of my favorite clubs. Ontario Improv, California, September 15th through the 17th. And then Boston, literally top three favorite cities. My son's name Boston for this reason. That's how much I love Boston. Boston is September 28th through October 1st. Get your tickets at thickboy.com or F-A-T-K-Z.com. That's it, kids. Be safe. Stay thick. Till next time, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Love you guys. I'm out.